0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bible Podlets.
1: I'm Marvin and I'm Tammy. We're so happy that you've joined us today. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and
0: discussion podcast for all ages, which works equally well at home or in children's groups at church.
1: We encourage you to listen together and to pause the episode if you can, so that you're able to talk about some of the stories and questions that will come up. To help you all of the activity and discussion questions for this and all of our other episodes can be downloaded from the resources area of our website, bdeducation.org.uk. Marvin. Marvin, are you, are you concentrating? concentrating? We're meant it's to be starting a start 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 podcast now. now, now, now. now.
0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to this fight for the crown of best party treat ever. Yes, that's right. It's cake versus ice cream in a match to decide which is the
1: best treat to have at a party. Both competitors have now climbed into the party ring and we'll be ready to get this much anticipated battle Three, of the treats underway.
0: Two, one, fight! And we are off now each of these treats need to start strongly to gain an advantage so let's see what
1: they do. Kate comes towards Ice Cream now, oh it's squirted jam all over the ice cream. Kate came out of the corner and has covered the ice cream with sticky jam.
0: Yes it was a good opening move but the jam doesn't seem to have had much effect on the ice cream so far. Ice cream is now looking to do a move of its own. Wow! It looks like ice cream is attempting to give Cake brain freeze.
1: It's quite extraordinary but Cake seems to have gotten away with it for now as it's managed to evade much of the attack.
0: Yes, only a small corner of Cake was affected but we'll have to wait until it has thawed to see the full impact.
1: Now Cake is retaliating by throwing a variety of toppings at ice cream at high speed. The toppings are hitting but have just sunk into ice cream at the moment. Oh look at this! Ice Cream is retaliating with its own Waffle Cone Ninja Stars!
0: Now these are doing damage to Cake, there are bits of icing and sponge being chipped away by the Waffle Cone. Cake is really struggling now and needs to pull something out of its hat to save this.
1: Oh and it looks like it is! Oh no! That's not a candle! What's it going to do with that?
0: Ice Cream is looking very worried now heat is definitely a huge threat to Ice Cream. It is trying to evade Kate's attacks, but it really is in trouble now.
1: Look! Ice Cream seems to be signalling to the back for some reason. What's this? It's Jelly! What's Jelly doing here? Jelly is
0: a friend to Ice Cream and known accomplice. It looks like Ice Cream has turned to cheating to find a way out of this match. But wait! Jelly can't get into the party ring!
1: How embarrassing for Jelly, its poor balance is keeping it from trying to help, oh but now it's throwing random toppings at Cake to try and help. Oh and that's it, And the referee has stopped the match.
0: Ice cream has been disqualified for, by the referee for outside interference, what a shame. But Cake is your winner today, albeit by disqualification. Marvin,
1: Marvin, Marvin, Marvin come on. What were you daydreaming about? Oh sorry
0: I, I was just thinking about a strange fight because in our passage today we also see a very strange fight with an even weirder ending.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Let's listen to this week's news story and find out what happened.
2: We interrupt this news broadcast for a special Jazz Cast. Oh, good golly, what a story we have for you today! The world's first Jazz Army was led by an Israelite called Gideon. My man and 300 men, all armed with succulent brass sounds, defeated a whole Midianite army in one small song. This has been described as a step into musical warfare, which yes, taken the first point. Here with me now is the mighty leader of this historic victory. Oh. You were not what I was expecting, young man. What do you mean? Well, uh, you, uh, you don't exactly look like a, a mighty leader. Have you eaten recently? There is nothing on you.
3: Well, I know what you mean. I wouldn't have picked me out to lead an army
2: either. You were picked, boy. Who in their right mind did that?
3: It was God. I was minding my own business and threshing some grain when he appeared to me through an angel and called me a mighty warrior. And I can tell you I was just as surprised as you are now. He told me to gather an army to fight off Midian and that he would save our nation for them. I tried to tell him that I wasn't strong. I wasn't even the strongest in my family, but God was sure he had the right person. He helped to convince me by setting a rock on fire and burning up some bread and meat. I sent messages out to some other clans and in total we gathered
2: 82,000
3: soldiers.
2: 82,000? Why did you fight with only 300? Well, God said we had too
3: many people to fight with, so anyone who was scared could go home. 72,000 men went home and I was left with 10,000.
2: Oh wow! That's hardly a drop in a bucket. Well, yeah,
3: but God said we still had too many.
2: Oh, my days. Then
3: God told me to ask the men to drink from the spring near the area where we were camped. I divided the men up into two groups. Those who knelt down on the ground to drink the water and those who scooped it out of the spring and lapped it up like a dog. God said to keep the scoopers. And I was left with just 300
2: I bet you were terrified to go into battle with only three hundred people.
3: Of course I was worried, but God gave me confidence. My servant and I overheard a Midianite soldier talking about a dream it had, telling him that God had given us the victory. Well, I was so full of faith that I worshipped God and led the attack right then. Oh no, not before I gave everyone their jars, candles
2: and trumpets. Ah yes. The amazing jazz battle strategy. Tell me about that.
3: Well, it wasn't jazz that. Jazz! Okay, jazz! That didn't save us. It was God and only Him. We surrounded the camp. We broke our jars and blew our trumpets and shouted loudly. Then the Midianite army went mad and started fighting each other. I'm sorry, it wasn't Jazz that saved us, it could only have been God.
2: Well, I'm sad that G-Y-E-A-S wasn't the reason for victory, but I'm sure glad I heard about that amazing thing God has done. Well, there we have it, folks. Jazz didn't save the day, but God certainly did. I'll catch you another time. Keep it cool, keep it cool.
1: Well, a bit of an unusual story there. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and ask some questions, and we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can, and talk about your answers together.
0: The story of Gideon starts with Israel in a very bad place. They had turned away from God, and the nation of Midian were attacking them all the time
1: like bullies. Everyone was scared of the Midianites, so they prayed to God to help them. God answered them and sent an angel to recruit someone to lead an army.
0: And that's where Gideon comes in. He was hiding in his family's wine press, separating wheat grains from the stalks, so that if the
1: Midianites
0: came, he
1: would be safe. The angel appeared to Gideon and said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior.
0: We've come to our first question for today. What was strange about what the angel said to Gideon? The question again. What was strange about what the angel said to Gideon? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on.
1: What the angel said to Gideon was strange because Gideon was definitely not a warrior. First of all, he was cowardly hiding in a winepress.
0: Gideon was the smallest and weakest person in his family. And on top of that, his
1: tribe was the weakest tribe in all of Israel. But the angel said that the Lord was sending him to lead an army and that God would be with him. Gideon
0: still wasn't convinced. And so asked God to give him a sign so that he would have courage and faith. So he went into the house and made some flatbread and cooked a goat. So he had meat and the broth and he brought them
1: before god so we've come to our next question of the day what did god do with the things that gideon brought him the question again what did god do with the things that gideon brought him please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on
0: the angel told gideon to put the bread and meat on a rock and
1: pour the broth over it Then the angel pointed the bottom of his staff towards the pile and fire came up from the rock and burnt all of the food. So
0: Gideon believed and formed an army from many different tribes. They camped near the Midianite army by a spring of water, 82,000 men in total.
1: Whilst they were camped, God told Gideon that he had too many people to fight the Midianite army.
0: Here's our next question. Why did God say to Gideon that he had too many people? The question again, why did God say to Gideon that he had too many people? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together, then press play when you're ready to continue.
1: If the Israelites kept all of their army, then they could say that they had saved themselves. So God wanted to show them that it was only by trusting in him that they could be saved. So
0: God said to Gideon to allow anyone who was scared of fighting to go home. 72,000 men went home, leaving Gideon with an army of 10,000.
1: But God said to Gideon that there were still too many people. So he suggested that the men should go to the spring and have a drink. God told him to divide up the men into those who knelt down to the water and drank, and those who scooped up the water with their hands to drink. God said
0: to Gideon to send home all of the men that had knelt down to drink. After they had gone, Gideon was left with only 300 men to fight the Midianites.
1: That night, God told Gideon to take his servants and go down to the Midianite camp to listen to what they were saying.
0: We've arrived at our next question. What did Gideon and his servant hear? The question again, what did Gideon and his servant hear? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on.
1: Gideon and his servant overheard two soldiers talking. One of them had had a dream, and he knew that it meant that God Had given the Israelites victory over their army.
0: Gideon was amazed and worshipped God. He was filled with faith and went back to his camp and woke everyone up, saying God had given them the victory and they were going to attack.
1: But instead of giving his army swords and shields, Gideon gave them each a Yankee candle. Other brands are available, and a party blower.
0: He didn't give them Yankee candles and party blowers. He gave them glass jars with torches inside and trumpets. Oh, okay. My mistake. He divided the army into three and they marched to the Midianite camp and surrounded it.
1: On Gideon's signal, they smashed their candles and blew their blowers out loud. They weren't...
0: oh, oh, never mind. (laughs) When they did this, God caused the Midianite army to go crazy and they started killing each other. The Israelites won the battle just as God said they would, and Israel went on to have peace for the next 40 years.
1: Here is our last question for today. What can we learn from Gideon and the Israelites' story? The question again, what can we learn from Gideon and the Israelite story? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together, and press play when you're ready to carry on.
0: The lesson we can learn from Gideon and the Israelites is that it's not in our own strength that we are saved. God deliberately wanted to show Gideon and the Israelites that their success in defeating the Midianites was down to him.
1: Even though God asked Gideon to lead, Gideon didn't believe he was good or strong enough to do what God had asked of him.
0: But all God wanted Gideon to do was trust in his plan and that he would keep his promise. And it's the same for us too.
1: Yes, that's right. God asks us to do things for him, and the story of Gideon reminds us that we should trust in God and his power, and he will help us to do the things that he has asked of us.
0: Have you ever felt you weren't good enough or strong enough to do something God has asked you to do? If you have, pray and ask God to help you trust in his choice and give you confidence. And if you're not sure how to do that, then ask your adult to help you.
1: Gideon must have been really good at numbers if he could count all the way up to 82,000, the number of men that he had first in his army.
0: I'm sure the men were much easier to count when God told him to reduce them to just 300. I know! There's a really good numbers game that we could play as our bit of fun before we finish our episode for today.
1: Great, how do we play?
0: Okay, I'm going to think of a number between 1 and 300, and you have to guess what number I'm thinking
1: of. How on earth am I going to guess what number you're thinking of?
0: You start by picking a number, and then I will help you by letting you know whether the number I'm thinking of is higher or lower than the one you have guessed. Through a process of elimination, you will eventually get to the right number, hopefully. Let's see how quickly you get it. And you can also play along at home with us if you'd like.
1: So have you picked a number?
0: I am picking a number in my mind, and I'm gonna write it down because we know how we know how bad my memory is. <laughs> <laughs> if you have heard Bible podlets before, you will know this to be true.
1: Okay? Right, I'm gonna go in at one seventy five. It is higher. Two twenty. Higher. Two forty five.
0: Wow! <laughs> How did you get on so quick? <laughs> Amazing. Two hundred and forty five. That's incredible.
1: Any number out of three <laughs> hundred. That's a really fun game and actually if you wanted to make it more difficult, you could. Um, extend your number brackets, I guess?
0: Yeah, you could do.
1: Next time we could play any number between one and a thousand.
0: (laughs) I might be here all day if we did that, though.
1: (laughs) We'll save that for outside a Podlucks episode, then. (laughs) So how did you get on at home with our Think of a Number game? And we hope that you enjoyed our silly battle commentary earlier on in the episode. What things might fight in a silly battle that you can think of? You can tell us via our social media accounts, we are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDBv.
0: And you can find all of our previous episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each of those to use in children's group at church on our website bdeducation.org.uk.
1: We're going to be taking a short break to put together more episodes of Bible Podlets, but we'll be back with another five unlikely heroes in a few weeks' time. So
0: that's all from us for this episode, but we hope to see you again when we return. Bye! Bye. Thanks for listening to Bible Podlets. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and produced by David Harris. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, Lindsay Wright and David Harris, with additional voices by the Bishop of Burnley, Philip North. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, connect with us on social media, on Facebook at BDBE Updates, on Twitter at BDBOV, or on our website, bdeducation.org.uk. All
2: that jazz! Can we not do that instead? <laughs> you gotta move your hips, you gotta blow your horn. And let the fire out with all that jazz.